0: Hi, this is Philip Holland, host of Hope for the Day. I'm so excited that you are listening and you have this to look forward to from today's message. And what will matter when it comes to all of our possessions and all of our stuff won't be what we left behind. It's going to be what we send ahead. Storing up treasure for ourselves as a good foundation for the future so that they may take hold of that which is truly life. Welcome to Hope for the Day with Pastor Philip Holland. Every sermon you listen to on this broadcast is recorded live at Valley View Christian Church. Our mission as a church is to help families follow Jesus. We accomplish this mission through a strategy of belong, become, and bless. In today's message, we are going to focus on one of these strategies to help you better understand what the Bible has to say about us belonging to a community of faith, becoming more like Jesus, and being a blessing to the world. If our mission to help families follow Jesus resonates with you or our strategy to belong, become, and bless is one that you would like to be a part of, then we want to invite you to a service at Valley View Christian Church this Sunday at 9 or 10:30 a.m. Now please enjoy this message from Pastor Philip. to their very challenging and difficult questions. Whatever those questions are that you face, you can fill them into the text. Whether it's why bad things happen to good people, good things happen to bad people, why is the universe so great but God is still so personal. It, whatever, whatever that question is that you struggle with, you can place it right there. And here's the answer that this man had. Whether he is a sinner or not, I don't know. In other words, I don't have a theological answer to these questions you're asking me. But the one thing that I do know is I once was blind, but now I see. Here's how that might work for you when you're talking to somebody. You might say, I, I, don't know, I don't know a perfect answer to the question that you have. But I do know that I once struggled with anxiety. And because of Jesus, I now have more peace than I ever had before. I, I once struggled with constant anger. I'd have these outbursts. I'd explode on my children. I'd explode on my spouse co-workers but because of Jesus I now have joy a joy that I've never experienced before my entire life I once struggled with fear always worried about the future what was right around the corner but now I have faith I once struggled with doubts but now I have confidence I once struggled with temptation but now I have self-control I once was lost but now I'm found and what is that story for you That is one of the most powerful things that you can give to somebody else. And no one can ever, ever argue with it. And that's how Satan was overcome, by the blood of the lamb and by the power of their testimony. First Peter says this, always be prepared to give an answer to everyone who asks you to give the reason for the hope that you have. But do this with gentleness and respect. And so the second way you can bless others is with your testimony. The third way that you can bless others, just letting it go, is with your talent. That you have God-given talents, and then you have skills that you have developed through the course of time. 1 Peter says this, As each has received a gift, use it to serve one another as good stewards of God's varied grace. That each one of us has received a gift, and we need to use it to serve others. Many years ago, there was something known as the Pony Express. 150 years ago, it ceased to exist just because the telegraph had finally been invented. But it was a pathway from St. Joseph, Missouri to Sacramento, California. And the riders on this particular uh, path, as they would transport mail, would travel 100 miles at a time. And through the course of that, they would switch over every 20 miles or so to a different horse. And not only was it hard, but it was also dangerous because of the natives that were in the land over the course of that path i came across a job description for a pony express rider from the san francisco chronicle that was rented that was um, that was taken out as the express was in place this is what it says wanted young skinny wiry fellows not over 18 must be expert riders willing to risk death daily orphans preferred <laughs> But they had a certain skill set. They had a certain gift, you might say, to do something that others could not do. And what was so interesting about the Pony Express is that they were never short on riders. There was always an abundance of them. Because even though there was danger, even though there was discomfort, there was also adventure. They were being invited into something that was greater than themselves. And that's what God is wanting to do with your talents and your gifts and your skills is he's wanting to invite you into something that's greater than yourself. It's like Dave's testimony that we heard about earlier. Uh, drummers in Denver are an endangered species. You have no idea how difficult it is to get a drummer in this city. And he's a part of our church and he's using those gifts and those skills and those abilities to meet a deed to, provide, to meet a need to provide a quality experience as it relates to that. And we all have that. And it's all, often it's in small ways that we can be a blessing to others, but sometimes we feel inadequate. Sometimes we don't feel like we can do it. Sometimes we don't feel like we have the gift. We don't feel like we have the talent or the skills. Maybe a job description for an opportunity to serve in this church or just to serve in ministry for the Lord might read like this. Feeling nervous, inadequate, intimidated, overcommitted. But saved by grace, empowered by the Holy Spirit, loved by your Heavenly Father, and grateful for all that Jesus has done for you, then this service opportunity is probably perfect for you. There are opportunities that abound all over for you to take advantage of, for you to jump in and grab a hold of. And maybe it's with the ministry we heard about earlier. Maybe it's in this church, but there are opportunities all over the place. One in particular that I want to point out is within our cafe. It's actually right before this service. There's a need there to get some volunteers plugged in and maybe have a gift of hospitality. Hospitality. It's, not, it's easy. The skills are easy to learn. But maybe you have that gift of hospitality to love other people. And it's really about a 30-minute thing. You come in, you serve people between the service, then you can go to this service or you go to the other service and, and hang around afterwards and take care of that. But there's an opportunity there as there's opportunities all over to help, to serve, to plug in. Now, there is some distinguishment that needs to be made between natural gifts and spiritual gifts. I'm going to do it for you right here. Natural talents. The source is from God through your parents. Spiritual gifts, the source is from God, independent of your parents. Natural talents, they're possessed from birth. Spiritual gifts, they're possessed probably from conversion. Natural talents, the purpose is to benefit mankind on the natural level. Spiritual gifts, they benefit mankind on the spiritual level. Natural talents is a process that must be recognized, developed, exercised. Spiritual gifts is exactly the same. Natural talents, the function, ought to be dedicated by believers to the Lord. Spiritual gifts ought to be used for God's glory to God for His use and glory. Thank you for tuning in to Hope for the Day. Our mission is to offer you hope through Christ-centered biblical preaching. We certainly hope this broadcast is doing just that for you today. You might not know this, but each of these sermons are recorded live at Valley View Christian Church in the Denver metropolitan area. If you live in the city, we would love to meet you in person. We offer Sunday services at 9 and 1030 AM. We have programming for children of all ages, dynamic worship, plenty of opportunities to get connected beyond Sundays, outreach initiatives, and much, much more. And do you wanna know why we do all that we do? Because so much of our church leadership has had their life changed by a local church. Because it is here that we met Jesus and he changed our lives. And we want Jesus to change your life as well. So attend a service at Valley View Christian Church. We'd love to meet you personally. We're located just south of Highlands Ranch off of Highway 85 Santa Fe. You can go to our church's website, valleyviewcc.com, for more information. Now let's get back to our program. I Before I became a Christian, I had always planned on... Teaching. And so there was always an aspect of, an element of my life that I would teach, I would speak in some way, in some form. It was always a desire that was on my heart. But then I became a Christian. And things changed. And one of the ways I would say that it specifically changed was now I could look at the Bible and, for, and somehow, some way, through the Holy Spirit, I would say, I was able to read text, read the scripture in a way that things would come out to me that I could only relate to God, because it wasn't there before. When I tried to read the Bible before I was a Christian, that was the quickest way for me to fall asleep. I didn't need anything else. I would just read the Bible, and it's like And then afterwards, though, I started reading it and drawing out of the text to give to you. You know what I think when I walk up here? I walk up here and I say, all right, how can I serve these people? How can I help? I'm not coming up here to get attention. I'm not coming up here to get notoriety. I'm coming up here because I just want to serve you. I want to help you through the exposition of some text of scripture. And I'm thinking to myself, all right, how can I help? How can I serve? And there's an element of natural talent and spiritual gift that is there. J.I. Packer said it this way, The most significant gifts in the church's life in every era are ordinary natural abilities sanctified. And you have skills and talents like that that have been sanctified and grabbed a hold of. And I was just talking with one of our gentlemen after this, or between services, and, and we were just discussing how, how he helps with our safety and, our safety and service team and, and how he has a certain skill set, um, but he's not like Liam Nielsen trying to kill somebody. He's like actually wanting to help people. He's got this special set of gifts that he's trying to give back to the Lord. And he's wanting to help others. And that's how we have a safe environment around here. One of the reasons we have a safe environment around here, and again, you have some of that. Some of it's God given. Some of it's natural. Where one begins and the other ends, I don't exactly know. But we all have it in us, and we got to bless others with those talents. The fourth way that we can be a blessing to others is through treasure. It it is it is through our our finances. But I want to be clear on this: is God doesn't want your money, and neither do I. God wants your heart, and that is what I want for you, is for God to have your heart. Matthew chapter 6 says this, Do not store up for yourselves treasures on earth, where moth and vermin destroy, and where thieves break in and steal, but store up for yourselves treasures in heaven, where moth and vermin do not destroy, and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. Because God wants your heart. That's all that he wants. And one of the best ways to follow where our heart is, is follow where our money goes. I was just thinking about this, that given the number of families that we have in our church and, and the per capita income of our county, which is obviously very high as it relates to especially other parts of the, of the country, that, that if our church, if everybody in our church were to tithe, which is 10% of your income. And let me tell you this, from my personal experience and many hundreds of stories, God will do more with 90% than you could ever do with 100%. I've seen it again and again in my life. If everybody in our church took that seriously and said, you know I'm gonna give 10%, at least 10% back to the Lord, then there'd be some incredible things that would happen here. The first year of our church doing that, we'd pay off all of our debt. And we don't have a lot of debt, but it would be all paid off. The second year, of that we would be able to set aside enough money that everybody would be able to go on a mission trip completely paid for you paid for it. third year you wouldn't even have to you don't have to do any like bake sales car washes mission trip paid for third year we're setting aside money to build out our property to all that it can be a community hub is what we hope to one day make this place to where people can just come here be a part of this church be a part of this community the fourth year, you're just setting aside money now to help pay off people's medical bills. Your student loans are your responsibility, but we will help you with the medical bills. <laughs> the fifth year, God only knows. He'd do more with it than we could ever imagine. 1 Timothy reminds us, as for the rich, they're to do good and to be rich in good works, to be generous and ready to share. And from a worldly standpoint, every one of us fits in that category. Thus storing up treasure for themselves is a good foundation for the future so that they may take hold of that which is truly life. What this text is teaching us is what's important is not what you leave behind, it's what you send ahead. One of the games that I loved playing as a kid was Monopoly. Because it was the only way I could own anything. And so I loved playing Monopoly. And when I'd open up that game, I had my attention set on Boardwalk and Park Place. Because if you get Boardwalk and Park Place, you can almost be assured you're going to win that game. And that's what I was in it. I was in it to win it. And it was real to me. And so when that game started, I was trying to get those properties. And I wasn't worried about the other properties. I was trying to get those properties. And as soon as I got those properties, I wanted to get a house on those properties. Try to increase property value a little bit. And then you get far enough along there, you do some redistricting. You throw some hotels. You go from the green to the red house. And you're redistricting. And and if somebody lands on that, Lord, have mercy on you. Because there wasn't any loans coming out from me, you were paying up, and so you better hope that you pass over, you get by goal, you get that two hundred dollars. Because if you land on me, you are done for. And then the game ends, and you realize that it's not real. All the pieces go back into the box, and then you close up the box. Game over. I think most of us at some point are probably gonna be in a room like this. Hopefully it's many, many years down the road. And you're gonna have some friends come up in front of you as you lay in a box, as I lay in a box. And they're gonna tell some stories. And maybe there'll be some songs sung and maybe there'll be a pastor that presides over it. After an hour and a half, they're gonna be antsy and they're ready to go. (laughs) And then it's gonna be time to close the box game over and what will matter when it comes to all of our possessions and all of our stuff won't be what we left behind it's going to be what we send ahead storing up treasure for ourselves as good as a good foundation for the future so that they may take hold of that which is truly life Thank you for tuning in to Hope for the Day. We hope this message has been an encouragement to you. I know it has been to others. I recently received a message from a listener of ours who said, Thank you for these messages on Hope for the Day. It is encouraging and refreshing to hear biblical centered teaching that continually points people to Christ. This is one of several notes that I've received from people that are blessed by our program. That is why we want to continue this program on the radio, but that can only happen through the generous contributions of listeners like yourself. If you'd like to partner with us financially, just go to Valley View Christian Church's website, valleyviewcc.com, and then click on the gift tab there. Once you click on the tab, just designate a gift to go to the radio ministry of Hope for the Day. Your gift would be an incredible blessing to this ministry, and as always, we want to meet you personally as well. That is why if you live in the Denver metropolitan area, we want to extend an invitation to you to visit us in person at one of our Sunday services, nine and 1030 AM. If you do, please introduce yourself to me, Philip Holland. I'd love to meet you. Now let's get back to the program. The fifth way that we can be a blessing to others is through truth. We live in a world where there's my truth, there's your truth, and we just try to figure it all out. Because I got my truth, and you can have your truth, but there really isn't truth. That's insane, that doesn't make any sense. There has to be something outside of ourselves that determines what truth actually is. And usually we would say that, meaning perspectives, and then you get the variety of different perspectives and you find out what the reality really is. But in the course of that, you realize, well, that was silly, that's delusional, that's just stupid. And then you kind of piece it all together from there and you realize what truth, what is truth of the situation. But now we live in a a day and an age in which that truth doesn't exist collectively, we can't go to a source from a worldly standpoint and find truth. Instead, all truth is equal. And that's just sad. Because one of the greatest ways that we can really come to grow in our faith in Jesus, again, if you believe in him, is through the truth. The Bible says this, and this is Jesus praying, sanctify them in the truth. Your word is truth that we are sanctified, that we become closer to Jesus because of truth. I had an encounter with a woman who was cutting my hair about a month ago, and she needed truth. We, my son and I went on the app. It's the Great Clips app, and, and we, you can see how long the wait is. And, and so we checked in, and we saw that the wait was an hour down, an hour uh, to get our haircut and so we hung around then we get there and then when we get there we realize it's another 30 or 40 minutes before we're ever going to actually get a seat and I realize why because there's two people cutting hair one guy and one girl and the guy was moving fast and the girl she was the slowest person I have ever seen cut hair she might as well have had a ruler that she was measuring each little hair with and just pulling out tweezers to get it just right and it wasn't even that good and she's she's, <laughs> and she's, she's taking so long to cut hair and this guy is just burning through people because he sees how slow she is she is and i'd never seen her before i saw him i knew who he was i didn't know who she was and i'm just thinking oh please god please God, help me get him i just want to get him i want to get in his seat i want to get over there and my son so the seat opens up i send my son to him to get his hair cut. and then while he's getting his hair cut, i'm thinking go fast go fast go fast because i don't want to end up with her i wanted to end up with him but then sure enough he wasn't done on this side and her chair opened up, and I didn't have the guts to say, no, I don't want you, <sighs> no way. So I walk over, I sit in her seat, and and, and I try to be pleasant, and I try to ask a few questions, and we try to have a little bit of conversation there. It's a captive audience, right? So both ways. So we talk a little bit, and through the course of the discussion, um, she asked me how my Christmas was, and I said, I went to a Christmas Eve, or told them about a Christmas Eve church service. and. And she said, oh, I wish I could have gone to a Christmas Eve service. And so we talked a little about that. Uh, and, then, and then she asked me how we ended up in Denver. And I said, well, I'm a pastor of a church. That's is how I got out, got out here. And, and we talked a little about that. And then just kind of out of nowhere, she changed the subject. She said, well, a year ago, my son committed suicide. And then she began to explain to me how her son had been asking her to come to church with him. Now for a couple of that same son had been asking her to come to church with him for a few years. And he was, he was very active in this church. Uh, he loved this church. And she was sharing all this with me. And then she said, he's, he's in heaven now. And then she looked at me and she said, right? Right, he's in heaven, right? And I said, well, I, said, I didn't know your son, obviously. But from what you're describing to me, and I know the church that he went to. It's a good church, strong church. They share the gospel there very regularly. I, I know, I know well of that church. And and also, the fact that he was wanting you to be a part of that, something happened in him there, or something that happened in his heart. And so, I said to her, I, th- I think what you're describing to me is somebody who it was a believer in Jesus. And I said to her, I said that is what mattered that he had a faith in Jesus. That's how we know that he made it to heaven. She said, okay, okay. And then we started talking some more and she's talking a little bit more about her son and and the circumstances of his death. And then she said to me, then she said something else to me about his father and her. and And I said, well, hold on. Here's what matters. Your son right now is where he is at. And I think he's in heaven. And you know what he's doing? He is cheering you on, if if that's a thing at all. And some would say it isn't, and some would say it is, but whatever. Theoretically speaking, he's cheering you on, and he's wanting you to believe in Jesus because he wants you to meet him there one day. And then I referenced the verse in John chapter 14. Jesus said, I'm the way and the truth and the life, and no one comes through the Father except through me. I told her, every other religion in the world is focused on what you have done, but Christianity is focused on what was done for you. And you get there through him. Now, she didn't come to faith in Jesus right then and there. It It didn't happen. But she needed that truth. Because the world is full of my truth and your truth and this truth and that truth and none of it's truth. Because Jesus Christ is the way, the life, and the truth. And nobody comes to the Father except through him. And you have that truth. You've got to be a blessing to our world with that truth. The world needs you to share the scriptures and what is found in them with others. The world needs that more than ever. And maybe you even need it right now more than ever. And so I want to encourage you as we're beginning all this to a close, what do you need to say yes to? What do you need to bless others with? What do you need to be a blessing with? Is it your time? Is it your truth? Is it your testimony? Is it your treasure? Is it your talent? What do you need to say yes to? In our lobby area, there's going to be opportunities for you to say yes to something. And we can do that because 2,000 years ago, Jesus looked into this world and he said yes to us. And he went to a cross and he died for every single one of us. Because none of us are good enough. And thank God we don't have to because he was. And we go into this time of communion now to reflect on that, to remember that. To be encouraged to be a blessing because we have been so richly blessed in the name of Jesus. And so for everyone here who's called on the name of Christ, I want to invite you into this time of communion. If you haven't received your communion packet, raise your hand. Our team will be happy to get one to you. But we want to enter into a time of reflection here where we reflect on his body that was broken, his blood that was shed. And as we reflect on that, we acknowledge that we have been blessed to be a blessing. Let's have a word of prayer and our team is going to continue to lead us in worship. Heavenly Father, I thank you so much for how you've blessed us in the name of Jesus. We're so grateful for all that you've given to us in his name. And dear Lord, it's now that we come before you and thank you for saying yes to us. Open our mind, open our eyes, open our heart to what we need to say yes to you about. And God, again, we pray all this in Christ's name. Amen. To learn more about this sermon, sermon series, or other messages, please visit our church's website at valleyviewcc.com. You can also find these radio segments on the Hope for the Day, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify. Valley View Christian Church is located just south of Highlands Ranch off of Highway 85 Santa Fe. We provide services at 9 and 10.30 a.m. every Sunday. This broadcast is made possible through generous contributions of listeners like you. If you'd like to partner with us financially, just go to our church's website and then click on the gift tab there. We look forward to having you join us again next time on Hope for the Day.